When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. I hope you had a great, great Labor Day weekend. I was in the Northeast and had a wonderful time, great weather. How about that? And I want to talk about, we're past the Labor Day sales, which are like by rote. Every year we have Labor Day sales. But there's something very unusual about this September, I'm going to share with you straight ahead. And later, I want to talk about something that has been controversial. It's the federal student loan forgiveness. But I want to tell you how that game is played, what you need to know, so you are prepared if you are a potentially eligible person, both a student or their parent. So I'll fill you in. So I've been talking for months about the problems retailers have been having because the way you and I are shopping has gone through a radical transformation. And if I'm a retailer, I've been fighting from behind since March of 20. We've had the manufacturing disruptions because of COVID. We had the shipping disruptions because of COVID. We had once goods got from overseas to our various ports, there were backups at the ports, there have been backups with the trains, the trucks, you name it. And now all of a sudden, the supply chain disruptions have been steadily lessening and all these mountains of goods that retailers ordered all have shown up. And now they've got all these goods that you and I as fickle consumers, now we don't want them. So this is so bizarre. In this time, we've had this terrible inflation over the last year or so. On top of that, we have a bunch of goods that are going at unprecedented low prices. In September, that's usually a never-never land in retail. Nobody really cares about shopping. There aren't a lot of uh, sales of any note. This September is unlike any I've ever seen. Think how many times we've had to say that during the COVID era that, you know, we've never seen this. We've never seen that. We've never seen this other thing. So we've never seen a September like this one of 22. And that is clearance sales galore that are real sales. Target recently reported an over 90% drop in profits, barely even stayed profitable because of all the merchandise that nobody wants right now that they're stuck with, that they're having to mark down way below what they paid for the goods. Walmart, I just read an analyst report that estimated Walmart had a billion and a half dollars in goods that they've got to get rid of in the next several weeks. A billion and a half dollars of stuff people aren't excited about having. So clearance, clearance, clearance. I've noticed a pattern with Walmart I want to make sure you're aware of. 
the goods that are on clearance, usually you'd find them haphazardly as you walk through the store. But I'm finding a lot more stuff available on deep clearance at walmart.com. And that's not a historical pattern that I've noticed with Walmart that you're able to find a lot more deals at walmart.com. And so depending on whether you're a Walmart Plus member or not, things will either ship free, Walmart Plus, or you may have to do store delivery if you're not Walmart Plus, where you pick up at the store, whatever. The deals are really extraordinary. Anybody in the clothing category needs you so bad right now, they can't stand it. So we right now, because of the pressures we've faced earlier this year at the gas pump, what we've been facing for food, what we're paying in rent or mortgage or whatever, what we're paying for utilities, we're feeling price pressures, all these things. So if you're someone who's in that situation, I realize this falls on deaf ears. If your finances are still good and solid, this is a time to, if you want, refresh your wardrobe. I don't really have a wardrobe, so it doesn't matter to me. But to buy stuff, patio furniture, house furniture, Wayfair is having to lay off a lot of people. They're having to cut prices a lot because we were so interested in anything with the home in 20 and 21. All these companies ramped up. They bought inventory. Now we're not buying this stuff. So the clearance deals, extraordinary. I've talked about the laptop deals. I mean, September may be this year's November, although we'll still have Black Friday month in November. We'll have the goods the retailers are bringing in just for Christmas. But this September, an unusual opportunity for your wallet if your wallet hasn't thinned out. And on that note, I want to say one thing. Please be very, very careful using credit cards right now if you cannot make your payments in full. Uh, A lot of people are borrowing money at very high rates on credit cards, 17, 18%, even more, because you're wheezing. Everything I just talked about with all the deals, close your ears. None of it applies to you. Erase that memory tape in your head. Krista? Okay, we'll go to questions now. This is from Beth in North Carolina. She says, I just got notification that Vanguard will be charging for paper statements. It's a $20 junk fee. I need to maintain paper statements so that if anything happens to me, my power of attorney or executor of my estate will have paper statements. I've checked out the expense ratios for the target funds that I would be transferring out of Vanguard, and they are much higher. About 0.4% of a fee as opposed to my current account at Vanguard at 0.08%. Doing the simple math, it seems like I'm better off staying with Vanguard and paying the $20 junk fee. What are your thoughts? Okay, so first, let me say something about the Vanguard fees. Vanguard has been so ham-handed in how they've handled this, it's pathetic. The letters that Vanguard has sent to its longtime loyal customers are awful. They have no sense about what it's like to open one of those envelopes with a pathetic explanation from Vanguard. And Vanguard sent this letter like like they were the enemy or something of their customers. It is outrageous. So let me give you background. Vanguard has what they call legacy customers. 
that are mutual fund customers. Vanguard is running two parallel platforms at the same time. They're running a modern brokerage kind of platform, and they're running this legacy mutual fund platform. Now, what they're trying to get you to do is move your accounts to their dominant platform now, their brokerage platform. If you stay with the mutual fund environment, doesn't cost anything to do this, doesn't no tax implications, nothing. If you stay with the mutual fund kind of setup, then there's the $20 a year junk fee per account unless you have just huge money in it. Now, why Vanguard didn't do a better job explaining it, coming up with a better way to do it, here's the issue. Vanguard is a co-op, the equivalent of like a credit union for investing. And their funds are run at break even. But Fidelity and Schwab and a few others will take certain high profile funds and sell them at a loss as loss leaders to attract customers like a supermarket that discounts milk, bread, or soft drinks. And they sell those below cost to get you in so you buy the other stuff. Fidelity's done this with the zero funds, an absolutely brilliant, brilliant product where you can invest for free, truly free, no commissions, no management expenses, nothing in the Fidelity zero funds. Schwab has high profile funds. They've cut the costs to a point where they're selling them below the expense ratios, no commissions, of Vanguard. So both of them have beaten Vanguard a little bit at their own game. So Vanguard's trying to squeeze costs out of the system for this reason. So the $20 fee applies if you have, get it, less than $1 million in your account. A million! So if you do the e-delivery, which you say won't work for you because you're worried about when you pass away, Beth, you'll avoid the fees or you can migrate at no cost to the brokerage kind of thing. I would, in your case, I'd migrate to the brokerage platform. But in the issue of getting, I prefer paper statements, but as long as you have set up some kind of electronic will as part of your will where your passwords and stuff are available to someone at the time of your passing, your executor in this case, then you don't have to worry about not having the paper statements. You can print out your most recent one when they come in each time, and then at least the executor will know your accounts and will have that information and you avoid the $20 fee. But again, Vanguard, as they do so often, this is an unforced error in the way they communicated this, the way they've handled it, and it's ridiculous. It's like Vanguard is such a great company, but they are a very, very inbred company, and they communicate internally. They don't really do a good job connecting the rest of the world. They're in, excuse me if you live in this part of Pennsylvania, but basically they live in the middle of nowhere, the corporate offices. You've been there, haven't you? I have. It is the middle of nowhere, isn't it? I just remember they had nice offices. (laughs) But it's all inward. People eat at their own facilities. They don't go out. It's a company that communicates only internally and is almost like a Politburo that it then, after it deliberates, communicates its decisions in ways that are ham-handed and stupid. How is that for 
Yeah, for a company, a company that, that we I call, love. Yeah, you love. I love Vanguard. The CEO just needs to wake up and think about why they run a co-op. It's to serve people and not dictate to them. Okay, this is from Carolyn in Georgia. My daughter recently purchased a Volvo electric vehicle. During the research, we discovered that none of the electric vehicles have spare tires. Knowing that your family owns two Teslas, how do you handle the flat tire issue? It's a constant worry when she's on the road. Well, okay, so when my daughter ran into a curb and had a flat tire, uh, she called me. I went and met her. Jacked up the car, took the tire off, took it to a tire center, and fixed the tire. I mean, basically, I was my own AAA for that. But having roadside assistance of some kind is what you face. Now, by the way, Carolyn, this isn't just EVs. This thing with the no spare tire is spreading like a plague with the automakers trying to reduce expense and weight of the vehicles. And so you're going to find this to be an issue, not just with EVs, more and more common otherwise. So in terms of flats, I've been driving an electric vehicle for 11 years, and I had one that busted my rim when I hit a giant pothole about eight years ago, and then the one with my daughter hitting a curb. It's been very, very rare to have a flat where we've been completely stranded. From Gloria in California, Clark, please address the data breach of LastPass password manager a few days ago. Are you concerned and what do we do now going forward? Okay, so Gloria, this is so bizarre because on the podcast just... Not long ago. Uh, like just a few weeks ago, I guess. It's less than ago, that. Whatever. Everything kind of runs together <laughs> for me. Um I was asked a question by somebody about what's the danger with these password managers if they get hacked. And then like that, LastPass gets hacked again. And I say again, because they had one years ago where they got hacked. There's a lot of uh, technology writers who've been analyzing this. And because you got 25 million people estimated they use LastPass, 25 million. And they're all worried, do the criminals now have the keys to the kingdom? Well, they do have a lot of source code that LastPass used by LastPass's own mentioning, but they say they don't have the information that would allow them to get into your stuff right now. What I've been reading is that the risk that you face with the LastPass breach is lower than you face with how most of us on our own do our usernames and passwords. That the idea is that having a master password that's like a zillion characters long and then having unique passwords at each site is so valuable that that is still worth it using one. But the jury's still out. And you use LastPass. I do. I do. And I've been regularly lately changing my passwords as I log into sites to a new system to make sure they're not the same. So I changed my master password with LastPass and I'm not too worried from what I read. So So the good news, and it is good news, there are so many organizations working right now on 
new systems to verify identity that don't involve passwords. Because right now, a criminal gets that password of yours, and who knows what kind of havoc they can, char- they can cause in your lives. So by coming up with a new way of verifying identity each time, a lot of people are nibbling around the edge of this, but we're going to have full solutions because there's so much money involved. I mean, capitalism, you know, you want to see where effort goes. It's where the money can be made or the loss of money avoided. We're going to see a non-password-based system come into play. I won't say in 23, but I'd say it definitely is something you're going to see steadily happen. So speaking of things that have been talked about for years and now on the cusp of happening, student loan forgiveness. And I also want to tell you, scamsters have come out of the woodwork in conjunction with the student loan forgiveness. I want to tell you what to watch out for, as well as what you need to know. We're getting deluged with questions from parents and students who don't know exactly how the student loan forgiveness thing is going to work. So we're weeks away from apparently being able to apply. We'll see. I mean, you're talking about the federal government launching a program. We'll see how smooth it is. But as you probably have heard, parents who took out Parent PLUS loans and students who took out student loans who are now out in the workforce may be eligible based on a number of conditions for either $0 in forgiveness, $10,000 in forgiveness, or $20,000 in forgiveness. And there are certain check marks, and the check marks have really confused people how the application process will work and all that. I want you to know that we are prepared at the Team Clark Consumer Action Center as we've already been getting so many questions from people about how the federal student loan forgiveness is going to implement that we are prepared to be there to guide you and help you as best we can. You want to know how to get that free one-on-one advice. If you go to clark.com slash CAC, you'll see how to do that. The hours were open and how you get the free one-on-one advice. I want to tell you something else that of course has happened and that's people are getting text messages who don't even have student loans they owe saying, hey, uh, contact us for your student loan forgiveness. Click this link, whatever. Know that this is going to be a constant refrain with the scam emails and the scam texts from people pretending to be with the federal government or some official sounding kind of thing. I'm not even going to name some of the organization names people have made up that sound like they're somehow government agencies that you supposedly click on to get the guidance or to start the process for the loan forgiveness, all bogus, all people trying to engage in theft from you and not helping you with the student loans. Student loan forgiveness obviously has been very controversial And there have been questions about whether it's going to lead to more inflationary pressure in the economy. And that one you don't have to worry about. We have enough else to worry about because the implementation will be slow enough and the forgiveness will be gradual enough 
as people work their way through the bureaucracy that it will not have a meaningful inflationary impact. The federal government was so efficient that it could forgive all this money all in a blink. Yes, that would have inflationary impact. On the issue of fairness of loan forgiveness, I leave that for the political process and the political arguments. Krista? Okay, this is from Tanner in California. I have a tip for people who love football and are in college. You can- Now we're talking about something important with college. <laughs> yes, you can get the NFL Sunday ticket for only $120 a season as compared to close to $300 if you weren't a student. It's a huge help, especially if you like an out-of-market team such as myself. So, Tanner, uh, you know, I love my NFL Sunday ticket. And I think this is the last year that DirecTV has it. It'll Mm. be up for bid next year. So who knows how it's all going to play after this season, if I'm right on the rebid of it. But uh, we recently on Clark Deals had a special under $100 for college students doing NFL Sunday ticket. And so this is a real opportunity to save money. And so you think about the hundreds you save versus the very low cost of college. I mean, it just basically (laughs) pays for itself for college. In addition to NFL Sunday Ticket, a huge number of publications offer college student deals, especially in the financial press. They offer all kinds of deals to students. This has been around forever, even back when I was in college and Newspapers used to print on stone tablets (laughs) because the Gutenberg Press hadn't been invented yet. There were discounts on getting the Wall Street Journal on tablet form. And I bet you had it. Not a tablet like a Samsung or an iPad. No, and of course I was getting the Wall Street Journal at the student rates back in, gosh, 50 years ago. Man, 50 years ago, I'm ancient. Anyway, so... um, Today, all kinds of things are available at student rates, including Amazon tries to hook people from college age on Amazon Prime and offers a special deal on it. And from Paul in South Carolina, I travel internationally for about a month, twice a year, and go to different locations around the world. What is the best way to take my home TV or an equivalent substitute with me while traveling? Streaming services like Netflix, HBO Max, and YouTube TV do not work because I'm in a foreign country. I've tried using VPN service and was unable to get that to bypass the controls of any of those streaming services. So, Paul, the streaming services have gotten more and more sophisticated because the rights issues they face in other countries and even VPN solutions, as you discovered, have not been working as a way for you to stream And there's a lot of chatter online about this, how people used to be able to download a VPN before they'd go overseas. And the suggestion that I read, and this is beyond my skill level, Krista, but that you take a small portable hard drive and you download your favorite shows as much as each streaming service you're part of will allow you to hold copies of things. You have as many as you can take before you go so that you'll be able to watch a library of shows that really matter to you. Do you know what the limits are on downloads? Like if you like if you have Prime Video, 
how much you're allowed to download. I think you downloaded. Huh? I thought I didn't realize you could download from a lot of those Prime Video. I thought you could download within your own app if you own a show and it's in your playlist within the Prime Video app, and then you can play things from the video app. So I've done that before. That would be my suggestion. But yeah, it's a violation of the terms of service for most of the streaming services. And so if you're doing it, you know, you can find articles on VPN for these specific services and people will tell you what the latest ones are that will work, but it is. Right, so here's the funniest thing. To do. If you're able to get it to work many times with the VPN, you're not even going to see the same catalog of shows potentially no. that you see with U.S. rights. So you may be seeing things that are in a foreign language or they could be, uh, English with the foreign subtitles. I mean, it is a mess with the digital rights. And uh, we have millions of Americans who do live overseas for a short while or for an extended period of time. And this is one of those disruptions you face because of the digital rights situation where it's just hard to maintain your love of particular shows when you're outside the United States. I would suggest you could pause your subscription. A lot of these services allow you to do that for the month that you're away and maybe subscribe in that country with the address that you're you're in there for a month if you wanted to see some shows, but like you said, probably not all the same. Um, this is from Catherine in California. I'm trying to get out of an indexed universal life insurance policy. Would I be able to change that to a level term policy through the company that services it? If not, what is the most efficient way to recoup cash values stored in the policy? So Catherine, I am so sorry that you were in the web of junk known as universal life insurance, variable universal life, index universal life, blah, 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 universal life. It is the most hideous garbage that the insurance industry just about ever invented other than most annuities. So these policies have tax bombs in them. They have massive capital calls that can occur. These things are just hideously awful. And who benefits from them? The salesperson who sells them to you makes a gigantic commission. And the insurance company itself pays that massive commission because it's so unbelievably profitable to sell these variations of universal life insurance to you. So what I want you to do is spend a little bit of money to figure out what you should do. The Consumer Federation of America Consumer Group has a service you have to pay for it, called EvaluateLifeInsurance.org. Dot org definitely works. Dot org works. You go there and you will be told what you need to provide in terms of paperwork from your insurer. And then you pay them a fee to have it evaluated. It's 150 bucks to have a policy evaluated. And they will be able to tell you, Catherine, based on your personal situation, how long you've had the policy, and the contract of that policy you're in, what you should do with that garbage index universal life insurance to cause the least ongoing financial harm and tax harm to you, extricating yourself from the trash. So just remember this, universal life, that term, in any combination of words, trash, garbage, do not buy, annuities, Know that I just cussed in front of your children if they are with you. <laughs> Be very, very, very careful 
with annuities. And I want to tell you, uh, a friend of mine, Alan Roth, who's a financial expert, writes for all the, the fancy financial publications, is hot under the collar with me for recommending immediate payout annuities. He says those have too many expenses. And those are one of the very few I've said those would be okay to get into. And so, Alan, I've added your piece to this, but I just want you to know that the insurance industry does not operate as a fiduciary. They refuse to operate as a fiduciary because the insurance industry knows that if they had to put your interests first, that the way they do business could not exist. Now, where does it not exist, basically, in insurance? Where are they not ripping you off? Where are they doing the right thing by you? Where are they behaving in something equivalent to being a fiduciary, meaning meeting the legal standard of doing what's in your best interest? And that's with the sale of level term insurance. Level term insurance, where you buy a policy for a period typically of 10 to 30 years, depending on what you want. The premium stays the same through that period, and it simply pays a death benefit. No games, no gimmicks. You just have money for your survivors, which should be the purpose of insurance in the first place. Now, I want to tell you, I'm so glad that you joined us today. I want to tell you that we provide all kinds of information for your wallet with our free newsletters, the Clark.com newsletter, the ClarkDeals.com newsletter. Clark Deals gives you the latest, greatest of hot deals on buying stuff each day. And Clark.com, all kinds of strategies for you to protect your wallet and grow it. You want to see our newsletters that are available. Remember, they're free. Clark.com slash newsletters. 